<laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We are The Real Pineapple. This is Hunter here, and I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing? Good, sir. Doing great, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. So, we, so I actually had one of my friends, uh, or actually a couple co-workers, go, Hey, have you read Stranger Things yet? And I was like, no, why would we review that? And I just got people fucking crucifying somebody. <laughs> Stranger Things is the that best show. That doesn't surprise me. Stranger Things is the best show. Have you watched it? No, I haven't watched it. I, dude, I just watched Sherlock like two years ago. It, it just wasn't on my radar. And to be totally honest, people kept telling me that it was like the Goonies. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't like the Goonies. I actually watched it again like uh, maybe a year ago. I don't like it. I think it's maybe one of the most overrated uh movies in like geekdom i don't get it i've tried to watch it multiple times and i just i don't understand it so everyone was telling me it's it's like the goonies so i went no i don't want to watch it but then something happened uh our our friend scott here told me hey hunter because because i will say i think out of the three of us you're you're the most Handsome. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I thought that was implied, but okay. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're clearly the most modest. Well, always, always lying and late. <laughs> yep, yep. Clearly the most modest out of the three of us. Uh, but you, you, you're probably the harshest critic. I would say out of the three of us. Uh, yeah, I would say I'd probably be the fairest critic of us, of us all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, clearly, what I said, but. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, but, I would. I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree but, with that. But but you came to us. Uh, I think I think you mentioned the column, but I remember you specifically saying to me, like Hunter, you love sci-fi. You would love this show. And uh, the last time I remember not taking your word and taking a while to watch something was Sicario, and we <laughs> and the three of us all love that movie. So and I apologized during Sicario, saying, "Dude, we should review this sooner." I'm sorry. I should listen to you. Uh, so here's uh, take two. Uh, Scott, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have watched this earlier. This show is lovely. It, this show is just... It's like warm chocolate chip cookies on Christmas morning. <laughs> I, I fucking love this show. <laughs> I mean, it's not perfect. I do have some complaints, but... God damn. I, I got to the end of it, and I just... I got really sad. It was like, no, season two's not till Halloween. <laughs> like, I, I... Oh, this show's so good. Uh, Scott... Yeah, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, like you're saying, it's like a warm blanket on a cool fall, crisp morning. You know, um, it's and I think what that feeling is for me is the music and the soundtrack. Yeah, and the soundtrack for this is just so perfect, and not only perfect but like it fits fits so well with the plot and the setting of this movie. Um, I think it's what the seventies. Would you call it the seventies? It's a, it's a it's the eighties. That's really it's is it the eighties? Okay. Yeah. But but I mean you like I don't know. It's like this sort of Tron type electronic um, like synth music. Um, I don't know. It just really stood out to me from the moment the the credits started to roll at the beginning of this movie. And man, holy shit! Can Netflix make an intro? Like, uh, uh, like Daredevil, uh, Luke Cage, um, Stranger Things, uh, House of Cards. Like, they they really know how to like put an intro together. And they really that's do. Just one thing that I've really noticed after continually watching a lot of the shows that they put on 
Um, they can, like, it's... And, and that kind of ties into this whole show. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of let you get into the plot. So, the plot... So, oh... It's so hard... Oh, by the way, full spoilers. This show's been out for a year. If you haven't watched it by now, then, yeah, no sympathy. <laughs> but... Uh, actually, has it been out a year? Maybe it's been less than that now I think about it. Uh, shit, when did this come it, out? I think it's been out a year. Oh, no, it has been out a year. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Yep, I don't feel bad with spoiling this, but... Uh, yeah, it, it's been a while. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, then... Yeah, sorry. Sorry, it's been sorry. Yeah, it's almost actually been a year. It came out uh, July 15th uh, of last year. So, yeah, it's been out a year. You should have watched it by now. But uh, this is about this... Basically, this phenomenon that really happens where uh, this kid, Will, who's played by... Oh, my gosh, I have the kid's name up. Um, who's played by Noah uh, Schnapp? Schnapps? Uh, <laughs> Noah Schnapps. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a Schnapps, yeah, wonderful. Schnapp, Schnapp, Schnapp. Schnapp, yeah. He plays Will Byers, and basically, he just... He poofs. He, he almost poofs, doesn't he? I can't remember if he's in the wall or... Um, oh, no, yeah, he, he goes so off. He, he That's why right, he's in the... He's in the shed, right? That's what it is. Yeah, he's in the uh, like he gets the outside cornered shed. by some sort of creature thing, and then that's it. And then you don't really know. So the whole this is the like that's the beauty of this whole show is kind of like that, like you know something's up, but you have no idea what it is, and it's just that feeling throughout the entire show where you're like, even when you do kind of start to realize what's going on, that the the fear and the thrill is still there. Well, we, well, perhaps we will disagree on that, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so he's just, he's gone, and, and I think something that could lose people is the fact that you, for most of the show, you just don't know what the fuck is happening. It, it really is just you needing to pay attention and trust the show, and I know sometimes people really turn off to that. They don't like not, you know, being able to piece stuff together. There's a lot of I don't know about you, but I was hearing the da, 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 music pretty much this whole show because there's a lot mm. of plot lines and characters to bouncing, and you know if they if they miss if they miss time or miss write one storyline, this show pretty much you know folds within itself. But I gotta say, man, they, they found a way to really make everything work. So I let's kind of go down the cast list here. Uh, Winona Ryder plays uh, Joyce Byers, who's uh, who who is uh, Will's mom? Who get uh, so it's really watching her journey and seeing how she copes with everything and while she's trying to get her son back. And I gotta say, Scott, I don't know if you remember, but the last thing we reviewed that she was in was a Homefront. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, barely. Yeah, she she was like she was James uh, Franco's uh, like crack whore girlfriend. It was, <laughs> no, she was. I'm not even like this isn't no, even hyperbole. No, 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 no. I she, just, this is funny to hear you say crack yeah, whore. Yeah, yeah, she she was she was a crack whore. What do you want me to say? But you know, it you know everyone remembers the thing that kills me about Winona Ryder is you know after she sold after she stole those clothes out of the department store, her her life just her career just pew, you know so. You know, she was in Black Swan. She's been in a couple things recently, but yeah, her 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 career pretty much just torpedoed after that. And it was really good to see her in something great <laughs> again. It seems like it's been forever. Uh, I gotta say, I think if it was any other actress, Scott, this could have been uh, campy, 
or her character could have been campy and annoying and just kind of frustrating but she walks she straddles that that thin line lucky line uh she straddles that line of being just in utter shock and sadness but then also being defiant because she knows what she's seeing is real like it's a really tough balance to strike i thought she did a great job striking it uh your thoughts on that yeah i feel like she went into another place with this movie or with this show like you could feel the crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) even though you you know for a fact as a viewer that she's sane and that she's not doing this stuff just because she sees it in her head like uh, you still feel like, man, this this lady's kind of crazy, and even you kind of start to take the side of everybody else who who comes in contact with her. But yeah, she she goes to a different level, I think, and um, I think can you could argue um, is is kind of carries part of a side plot to this movie. But uh, I think that the the main plot of this falls solely on the shoulders of these. I don't know how many are there. Four, four or five four, kids. Four yeah, kids. Yeah, four snot nosed punks. Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, who who we'll get into, but I think they really make this show what it is. So I want to just yeah. Speaking of the kids, let's just jump in. So you get uh, Caleb uh, Mc uh, McLaughlin, uh, Mc, McLaughlin, I think. McLaughlin, yeah, that sounds better. Uh, who plays Lucas? Who you know he he's the brother of you know he's the Gerald <laughs> and. And I, I mean, and it, this is this isn't really a complaint. I, it kind of is. I felt like they, I felt like at points they can give him enough to do. But to be totally honest, him and Mike's relationship, uh, uh, who's played by Finn Hoffland, uh, Hoffhard, uh, Wolfhard. Good God, I can't, I can't read apparently. <laughs> played by Finn uh, Wolfhard, their relationship them being just best bros that's a big focal point i just wish maybe we'll learn more about caleb you know independent of the group i guess mm-hmm. but there's a lot of pieces that are bouncing here uh mm-hmm. scott was actually giving me shit uh on, our, on my facebook page because i said detroit wow incredible and he said oh it has black people of course hunter would like it so i'm trying not to go off on the brother here because i want to live with the scott stereotype of me you dick but I like, to, but I like to poke the bear when i can yeah i know but uh i thought caleb was great that i think my favorite kid outside of the last kid is uh is dustin who plays toothless uh played by gatton um uh, uh, Matarza, who Matarza, plays Toothless? Ma- that, who plays Toothless name. in a different show? No, no, that's his name. That's what they call him. That's his nickname. It's Toothless. Okay, I thought God. you were referring to a different movie. No, I wasn't referring to How You Train Your Dragon. Even though if there was a crossover, <laughs> I mean, we just got done talking about it. I mean, to be fair, honestly, the way this show ends, they might as well throw How to Train Your Dragon in there. I mean, why the fuck not? Stranger Things, How to Train Your Dragon crossover, but. Uh, he he was hilarious. He was kind of I can't even remember the kid's name from uh, the Goonies. Do the Truffle Shuffle. That mm. that kid. He's cut. You know he's the he's the chunky kid out of mm. that group. You know he's he's the hunter and and the kid is really smart and he seems like he would just be kind of not an airhead but maybe like the nice kid out of the group. He might be the smartest one out of the four of them, which mm. I actually really enjoyed and. Him and uh, him and Mike's relationship actually grows throughout the show, and you really see that the kid has a good heart. You, you know, he he seems to be the one that's holding shit together when everyone else is kind of losing it. Which I, I he was he's the glue, as it were, and I, I really liked him in this. And 
Last but not least, we get to the, I think, the MVP of the show. We have uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays uh, Eleven, or L for short. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude, okay, so I got to rave about this kid here, because L, as they they call her, she doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue to run episode three, four-ish. So a lot of her acting is really just looks and maybe one or, like, a sentence or two. She's really limited in her dialogue, so it's really up to her to kind of use her body to, you know, to act. And, dude, I thought she was incredible, man. I, I, I don't know how many kids, honestly, could have pulled this off, but I thought this kid just... I, I couldn't believe how good of an actor she was, to be totally honest. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, definitely the MVP of the show. Um, like, just the, the looks that she gives um, for the majority of it, she's has her head shaved and that alone is kind of like jarring to see like a like a younger girl just completely bald um and but like the expressions and um the way she just carries herself throughout the whole show uh you you constantly want to know more about her um and are kind of afraid of what you're gonna find out when you do but that kind of keeps pulling you in um and her just being, I like how she's involved in this show. I like how that that they used her, that that she met up with the the kids, and they're kind of taking care of her, and they're showing that um, like very human side uh, that that maybe kids have that adults do not. It's um, like it, it's like ET, really. Very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, and I think like. Um, even in E.T., the only one that really accepted it at first was the child. So kind of like it's seen through a child's eyes uh, in, in a way to um, kind of strip it down on a very human level. Um, but yeah, she she killed it. There's there's really no other way to put it. She, um, especially her relationship with Mike. Um, and I think Mike was great. I think he, this... You could feel his frustration because he was at first he was the only one that really wanted to look for their friend um, and who to look, go look for Will and um, he was really the only one that was trying to step up to do that and he was kind of the glue holding everybody together um, and the the chemistry between them is awesome uh, all of them really I mean even going like Lucas and Dustin they they all kind of have their roles. Um, and it's not really like, yeah, he is only he is the token black kid, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like it all fits together really well. Like it's not kind of shoved down your throat. You know what I mean? I feel like the, it can be that way where it's like, hey, I'm the black kid. You know, boop. I don't know <laughs> whatever whatever is like a very stereotypical thing to do. Like it, it, he's not just there as a showpiece, and um, I don't know. I think he works well with like that that group of core group of four yeah um i will say um the care so i don't know about you the character i hated at first was uh the small town sheriff uh, jim hopper played by uh, david harbour i fucking hated that motherfucker oh my god i wanted something someone to stab him for the first three episodes i could not stand the son of a bitch and i got admitment by the end outside of 11 or L, he might have been my favorite character. I just, I went, wow, I can't believe that your backstory is so tragic and that you've been through 
so much shit, and he really grew on me. Uh, honestly, uh, yeah, kind of your, your your thoughts on the sheriff there? Yeah, for sure. Um, he, I don't know. I liked him from the get go. Like, I feel like he was somebody who was. Um, you have to have that one kind of shining uh, symbol of integrity in a movie like this to where like he's kind of that knight shining shining armor um, and he plays that role really well um, I I mean I've liked David Hopper in a few things and to watch being one of them Revolutionary Road obviously. that's right he wasn't in the watch yeah. okay I was looking at him I was like he's he super familiar, familiar looking yeah, yeah okay that Okay, mind blown. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, just uh, he uh, he played played the sheriff well. I feel like he wasn't like. I'm glad that they didn't just make him another dumb cop, and him throwing in the fact that he's he's a city cop, um, who used to who had kind of an eye for this kind of stuff. You kind of learned his backstory, but uh, yeah, there's so many there's so many pieces of this show, and that's why I love um, the the. TV shows these days, I feel like we are in the golden age of, of these television shows because you can really stretch out, like, you can make these shows just as cinematic as a movie, but also um, have the plot and intricacies of, like, a book. So you have all these different plot lines, if it's done right, obviously, all these different plot lines that you can kind of filter through and um, go through as the the show continues to progress, um, but yeah, it's it. I love the way that it's put together, and that that because there are so many storylines, they get to play out, and his being one of them. But uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I I just I'll be totally honest with you. Watching this show. So, okay, so I, I, I should kind of back up a little bit and just say, I watched this in a day, by the way. So I started watching this at 10 yesterday morning, watched from 10 to 2, took a nap around 3. Uh, actually, that's kind of a lie. Took, took, I basically fell asleep from 3 to midnight and then started re-watching the show. So I really did watch it, like, divvied in two parts, and I'm totally sorry. I realized I just did not ask, answer your question at all, but, but I... So, when was the, how did you watch this the first time? Did you just binge it, or...? I, I binged it. Yeah, it had already come out, and I had heard really good things about it. And then I just binged through it. And once I saw the first episode, it, 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 it had me hooked. And now, from what I'm understanding from you, it, it took you a little bit to get into this. Is that right? It, it did, and on, but honestly, once I started watching it, I, I went, oh my god, this is such a good show. And... I think the big problem is going to be, and I think we've gotten a little entitled because of Netflix, because you remember back in the day, you actually had to wait a week, you know, mm-hmm. for TV to come out. I mean, they put shows up so quickly on Netflix that if you miss the season, you just watch it, you know, straight through and binge it. Uh, I think people, some people may be turned off by the fact that you can't, uh, that you're just not going to get an answer for everything straight through. And if there is a complaint that I have, it's the fact that there were some questions that I felt like they should have answered. They never really explained what the fuck uh, the upside down is, which is where you find out Will is being kept. Um, it They allude to it being another dimension, but they don't really solidify it. 
I mean, how can someone travel between that world and, you know, our world, and then other people have to use, like, a physical, like, actual entryway, you know, it's just, there's just those questions where I went, okay, could you please answer this, and they didn't, and I'll be honest, as unfair as some people may see it is, it knocked the grade down for me, uh, kind of your thoughts. Yeah, um... I can understand there being questions about stuff, but for me personally watching it, I kind of enjoyed that sense of unknown and like that, I don't know, I almost didn't want to know everything in a weird way. Like I obviously didn't want to be left in the dark about everything, but I think having that void of unknown in in this show... um, left you left me coming back for more um now obviously that that rang a little bit different with you but for me personally i think that um i i I like that that little bit of you know um magical aspect of it and not really understanding it fully um which is kind of like what i like about this it's almost like a conspiracy theory movie in a way um but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I was I wasn't turned off by that per se. God, you were God. You're so easy. I swear sometimes. <laughs> yes. But but honestly, I mean, I get. So I will say it would probably have bugged me more if they didn't announce the second season, because if they if if this was it, if we just got one season, uh, the grade would be way lower than what I'll end up giving it. So. I will say the fact that you got a second season. Hey, you got your chances to answer those questions, so, you know, tell me what the fuck is going on. Uh, so I do want to get to a couple more characters before we kind of wrap up here. So um, Natalia Dyer, she played Nancy Wheeler. She she is straight out of a John Hughes movie, and I mean that in the best way because, you know, she's the unpopular girl, and she ends up, you know, uh, because you know, like you know, she's out of John Hughes movie. You know, Pretty Pink, Sixteen, 16 Candles. You know, she's the unpopular girl, and she starts dating this guy, uh, Steve, who, <laughs> you know, who immediately made me think of Joan Cusack and Working Girl. You know, he's that guy who uses way too much hairspray. Uh, he's he's such a tool, and their relationship. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, Scott. I hated Steve. Even when they tried to redeem him at the end, I went, you're still a douchebag. I really wish the monster would have eaten you. Uh, <laughs> kind of your thoughts on those two. On Steve? Yeah, well, I think he was... Um, I, that was his character, though. Like, he was supposed to be the douchebag. Like, I think he was supposed to be hated. And I really didn't <laughs> like Nancy, for that matter. Oh, I didn't either. I, tr- <laughs> trust me, no, no, she... No, she... <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, they played really good kind of uh, protagonists almost, where like, like you kind of wanted to hate them because they're those rich white privileged kids, and you've got oh, God, guys those like are the worst. But I'm <laughs> no, and not like us, you know, you know, regular folk. Um, Jonathan Speak for yourself, but <laughs> Jonathan was. I also was like a good contrast to that. Him being yes. kind of shy kid but also clearly very smart and like a great brother and like uh i i like the the contrast that they showed in the way that nancy tried to reach out into his world a little bit was was cool so yeah and like but i i totally get where you're coming from i think steve was a complete dick but i think that he was also supposed to be a complete dick like i feel like he 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 nailed his role you know what i mean 
so th- there is this point where uh, where Jonathan, you know, you know, if this if this kid was in the nineties, he'd be that kid, you know, drawing in a in a you know in a notepad, listening to Nirvana, you know, he <laughs> like he would be that kid. But man, people just not leave Jonathan the fuck alone. Like he lost his, bro- you know, quote loss on the quote his brother, and people are just fucking with him. And so Steve is, says. By the way, one thing that really irritated me about the bullies in this, they keep calling the like the like the main characters queer, and it was just really irritating. It was like, God, I just hate you that much more. That's just the fact you're punks, but it was like, oh, you're gay, huh? You're queer, ha ha ha. Like, oh, just fucking assholes. So, th- so he calls, um, Steve calls Jonathan the queer. He's like, oh, I, I'm surprised you got with Na- you got with Nancy, which he doesn't, but. It's a misunderstanding. He thinks, oh, I can't, you know, you're queer. I thought you didn't like girls. And then he goes, oh, you're, you're a screw up. Your dad's a screw up. Your mom's a screw up. I'm, just, I'm not surprised what happened to your brother. And he, he dropped Steve like a bad habit. <laughs> I stood, I, dude, I stood up from my recliner and gave a show a standing ovation. I was like, thank you. But God. okay, but what, why did he do that? He did that because, um, he did that because Jonathan was taking pictures of them, like in the bushes while they were swimming, and he found out that that he was. He now I'm not I'm something. not saying <laughs> I'm not saying that he's a nice guy. I'm just saying that like given the circumstances, I can understand him like giving him shit. Now he went super like very far. I, with I was about to say I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What did he, did I do? I need to repeat what he said again. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I'm just trying to like give some some circumstance for all of this. Oh God, you were just God. You always have to play. Sorry for being kid. thorough, Hunter. God, I'll sh- I'll show you thorough. I'll, I'll, I'll snap your arm mm, like L. Yeah, like, yeah so. sure you will. But <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about it right now. You watch when it happens, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I oh, the, the, so I mean they they were fascinated. I, I I think just kind of wrap up here. Um, the thing about this show is it basically it, it felt like a love letter to me because it touches on some things that I have always believed that there might be alien life out there, which the show hints at, and the fact that you can't always trust your government. I was like, yep, this was totally made for me, and. You, you know me, Scott. If there if there's anything I love more than comic book movies, it's it's sci-fi. I when sci-fi is done correctly, like stuff like Ex Machina and District Nine recently and uh, Moon, I think sci-fi is a brilliant tool for storytelling if it's done correctly. Now, of course, you get something shitty sometimes. <coughs> Transformers, <coughs> pardon me. Uh, but that's not science fiction. That's reality. That's yeah. yeah that's, yo, that a, did you, you didn't know that was a documentary. You should be ashamed of yourself for even saying that as a joke. But um, just real quick, some of the references. There's uh, there there are posters of the thing and Evil Dead in here. Just really cool little Easter eggs that I adore. And then there's also scene. Where, where there's some swinging benches rattling against the house, just like in Evil Dead. Uh, the Evil Dead, if you want to be super technical. This has elements of E.T. It has elements of Poltergeist, which I've actually seen. I've seen a lot of 80s horror. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like new horror. It makes it pop out stuff. But it's, got, but it's got elements from Poltergeist. It has elements from the X-Files. It has elements from uh, E.T., obviously. This felt like a better version. Do you remember that movie Super 8 that came out? Do you remember that movie? That yeah, uh-huh. game? It, it reminded me of what I wanted that show, that, that movie to be, honestly. Because when Super 8 came out, I remember going, eh, it's okay. 
But some people are trying to tell me, oh my god, it's the best things in, you know, sliced bread. And I'm like, no, it's really not. It's, it's okay. But uh, I, I thought everything here was mass, damn near masterfully crafted. Uh, the theme song is so reminiscent, you know, of Halloween with the, you know, with the synth pop and all that. But it's, it's, it's such a cool fucking intro. I actually, <laughs> after I finish the show, I think I finished like at I think I finished like at seven, six or seven this morning. I added uh, the Stranger Things, uh, the Stranger Things theme, uh, to my Spotify, my Spotify, because I just love that song so much. Uh, it, it's so well done. I mean, yeah, it's not perfect. I thought the fact that it, the way they touch on the government, they don't ever really explain why the government was doing these experiments, and there are just some plot holes that I thought, okay, that, that government one being a real big one. And the parents are super stupid in here, except for my Nona Ryder, basically. All the other parents are like, hey, our kids are gone. Well, what the fuck ever. Like, who, who cares? What, what what trouble could they get into? I, you know, so, I mean, there are just things like that you kind of just accept. But overall, though, this is such a near-perfect first season. And I'm going to give this a solid A. I, I adore this show, and... Uh, the, we, I think it's October 20, I think it's October 24th, the second mm-hmm. season comes out. That sounds out, right. I believe, um, it's, it's, I know it's October, um, October 27th, pardon me. Um, we will probably only do one movie review and we'll just review <laughs> Stranger Things season two because I'm, I'm fucking hyped for it now after watching the first season, just, whoo, some, some good shit, so... Yeah, uh, solid A for me. Uh, Scott, your final thoughts in grade, good sir. Uh, well, I feel like I've said everything that I needed to say about this show. Um, just solid all around. I feel like, whoa, easy. Uh, I feel like, um, it was well thought out, which is kind of rare these days. And like I kind of alluded to before, um, being thought out is definitely a strong suit for TV shows like this, and especially just being able to release them all at once, you can really kind of have a coherent beginning and end. Um, the next season, I'm super excited about because I don't know where it could go. Like, that's the thing. I'm just curious to like, find out what direction they take this whole th- series with. Um, with that being said, I loved everything about this from the music to the actors to the plot um gotta give this a fan fucking tastic oh this, my god this is a great really? show this is an excellent show wow so i gotta ask you so if so real quick we can talk about the second we can talk about the season two here real quick because there are um of course the comic so that was what's funny they put out the comic-con trailer for it and i had already decided i was gonna watch it before the you know, before September, so I didn't watch the Comic-Con trailer. I went and watched that. Dude, set the fucking thriller. I'm like, God damn. I'm like, see, I'm like season two, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked. But do you think 11... So they show 11, like, coming, like, out of... It looks like the gym, like the school wall. So it, is she alive? Like, it's a dream. I, I don't know, Scott. Like, help me. Who I, knows? I have no idea, and I'm so excited to find out. I think Elle's alive, man, because you because you notice at the end, uh, the sheriff had like puts pulls the heavyweights and puts some food in that like tree stump for 
for someone. I was like, oh my god, Elle's alive then. Maybe? I I, I don't know. Like, he, he put an ego in there. Like, like tell me. Talk, talk to me here. Like, could you just let me talk to myself here? I don't like that. So, do you think, do you think Elle's alive, Scott? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Okay, because I, I think she is too. I... Uh, I'm, I'm so I'm so excited. I think if she wasn't live, it would be very strange, dare I say. But uh, <laughs> did, did I get an eye roll out of you, Scott? For that? <laughs> no, that, I love it. I love all your puns. Oh, thanks, buddy. But yeah, I, oh, season two, twenty seventh. We will have a review up that weekend. That might be the only thing we review because I don't think there's anything coming out in October that. Yeah, so we might just review Stranger Things. Why? Why the hell not? But. Guys, let us know what you thought of Stranger Things Season 1. Uh, I would love to get some fan theories on the Upside Down. Because uh, I, I really want to know what that is. Like, It almost seems like purgatory, but maybe not. And Oh, by the way, last thing I did want to throw out. They start off the show with a Dungeons & Dragons reference. Maybe like five minutes in. And just as a, an uber nerd who used to play d and I really love the fact <laughs> that these kids just play Dungeons & Dragons for fun. You know, I, mm-hmm. I love it. So, yeah, this is this is a nerd show, too. If you're super nerdy and you might be an awkward kid like I was when I was eight or nine, uh, not not like the great adult you hear before you, but <laughs> but you should... I would actually be comfortable... You know, I'm going to ask you this before as we wrap up. What would be the youngest you would show, like, a kid this show? What do you, What do you mean? Like, how young would be too young to show a kid this show? Like, if you had, like... Oh, show, show somebody yeah. else this show? Because um, I feel like the ki- like people will see the kids and they'll go, Oh, yeah, I want to be like them. Right, this but is I mean, not but, necessarily you know, a children's mood yeah, uh, but show because it's, it's definitely, like, a thriller. So, I don't know, like... I don't know, 12, 13, I guess. I don't. I've I've never had a child, so I would never. I would. <laughs> you're asking the wrong person for parenting. Honestly, advice. I would honestly probably show a like a seven or eight year old this, and the reason I no, they would get scared. I feel like they would no, get no, they need to be toughened up because no, because dude, I saw oh, some. Okay, is that the kind of dad you're gonna be? Well, honestly, well, well, not not for a while, uh, but. But, dude, I saw Songs of the Lambs when I was four, and to quote Louis Belcher, I'm fine. But, I, so yeah, I would show, like, a nine, I would show a kid who's nine, ten, this. Because, yeah, I, I mean, the thing about the creature, even in this, they don't really show the creature. I mean, the creature is more, you know, they kind of pull a clover field on that. You know, you see glimpses of the monster, but you don't really see the monster. So, yeah, I think ten would be fine. You think you're way too long, Scott. Toughen the kids up. That's my, that, That's what I say. You gotta toughen up these damn millennials. But uh, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, guys, let us know you thought Stranger, Stranger Things. I'm curious to hear people thought. Because some people said they didn't like it. Some Most of my friends said they love it. So let us know you thought in the comments below. You can follow us here on SoundCloud uh, at, at soundcloud.com slash therealpineapple. You can follow us on iTunes, Podbean, and Google Music now at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at NumanTheFirst. And you can follow our bud Colin. We'll, we'll see you next week, buddy, at uh, The Real. That's R-E-E-L O'Neill. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up for uh, Ingrid Goes West, who will have a review up for Detroit. And we'll also have a review up for Logan. Ah, I can't wait to review Logan. Guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.